I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons and that's Patrick. And that's Jingles. And, that's and, Jingles. and Jingles is in the corner. Bad Jingles. Bad. Bad Jingles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an evil did giggle. Did Jingles possess him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for all the people who are not para yep, yep. junkies watching the live stream, Jingles is back um, here. Jingles. Um, for all the people who are not para junkies watching the live stream, uh, would you like to let everyone know what we found in the studio just now? Yeah. So um, for about a week, mind you, we filmed this in a very old, old building from like the at minimum. I think 1896. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Late 1800s, early 1900s. But uh, so... You know, it's not abnormal to walk into buildings like this and smell like kind of musky, weird, mildewy, mildewy. Yeah, mild, mild little different sense. Oh, keep of course, it up, yeah. duh. But, but yeah, sometimes there's some. Yeah. It's an old it building. Happens. It happens. Different spots. It's just yeah, it's an old building. That's old building. the point. Um, and so for about a week, we've been in this room. And we're like, it kind of smells weird in here. What, mm, what is that? It smells strange. It smells yeah. weird. So, is that you, JJ? Yeah. Always. Always. And so, um, yeah, we were just sitting here on the live stream about to get started. And JT goes, there's a dead snake in the corner. And we're like, what? Mm, and so, That doesn't have any ominous overtones at all. Right. Um, yeah, so dead snake. Dead snake. Um, it was a garter snake. Um, I will be using its bones. And <laughs> so it did not die in vain. Well, that didn't get ominous at all. No, not for anything I bad. I will be using its bones. Not for anything bad. Not for anything bad. Yeah, that's exactly right. what somebody who's about to do something bad would say. No, that's Jingles. Let's go ahead. Jingles says that. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Got to keep it rolling. <laughs> sure. Let's go ahead and uh Thank some new para junkies. Okay. All right. We would love, love, love to thank Shauna, Natasha, Mary Beth, Fabs, Mr. Shapako, who became an ultra para junkie. Awesome. Yep, 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 yep. Anthony Burkhalter, uh, Allison Arnold, and Shayna. Yes, thank nice. you. Yes. Thank, thank you very yes. much. Yes, join us. We for greatly your... appreciate you. Yeah, Shane, I need you to, uh, whenever you can, just message me on Patreon and let me know if it's Shauna or Shayna. Yes. Ah. Um, oh, cool. Yes, and uh, now is a really good time to become a para junkie because we oh, yeah. are, well, I mean, it's always, it's a, always good a good time. So, it's, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Dead but... of winter, beautiful summer, whenever. The dead of winter, the dead snake era of the um, (laughs) no, I don't want to enter the dead snake era. era. Although the pair of junkies are the only ones that got to see the dead snake, well, at least the ones that were on the live stream, they got to start their morning with that. Um, oh, yeah, but I dangled it in front of the camera for them, 
Yeah, it's cute. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyways, no, it's a good time to be a parrot junkie, though, because we're going to be going to the Conjuring House, as you all know at this point. Um, we're going to the Conjuring House for JT's 30th birthday, and we are going to be investigating it. We have the whole property to ourselves, Ooh. and the parrot junkies are the only ones that are getting, like, crazy amounts of live streams. Um, like, we're going to almost constantly be live streaming constantly. for them. Um, so if you want to see... Like uh, unfiltered, really cool live stream action of the Conjuring House. Become a para junkie before January, yeah. um, because otherwise you're not going to get. You might get like a TikTok live at one point, but it's probably not going to be super long. It's not going to be very like it's not going to be as in depth. I should say. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking for something like that, because we're going to be making a lot of content on the Conjuring House, so yeah. it's going to be very exciting. And you know, honestly, we uh we're going to be celebrating para junkies on that day, because, right? Because they they are the reason they are yeah. they are they are a big reason of how we were able to do mm-hmm. this. They're the reason right? for the season because this thing ain't cheap. Yeah, and, it is not. <laughs> it's just, not. You know, we just we just appreciate them and all of that. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? It is. There was something else that we had to talk about. Um. It was that and oh, I was just gonna mention that it. There is a massive. If you are, if you're just joining us, we've had a bunch of people just like just join us, especially when that TikTok went viral. Mm-hmm. Um. If you're just joining us and you're kind of like new to the whole para junkie thing, um. There is so much content like we've built like a library of just exclusive stuff live streams all types of stuff i mean you have hundreds of hours Mm -hmm. i would say now or practically Um, the netflix of paranormal content yes Yeah. yeah so yeah and then you can just go through the post for like you know Whenever you're bored, so yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna engage with that, uh, we'd love to have you and, and join the other para junkies. They're yeah. so nice, it, and yeah, it's really fun to watch them Discord and because Patreon's updated um, their application system uh, because yeah. they're trying to make it so that uh, creators like us don't have to use like all these different platforms like Discord and um, Instagram and like yada yada yada. We can just like put all of it into our Patreon, and so. Uh, we used to have a Discord. Discord sucks. I'm sorry if you're a gamer and you love Discord, but like it it's just really well, it's designed for a very specific purpose. And so right. like when it when it gets out of hand, it gets really out of hand. <laughs> exactly. And so um it's really nice because Patreon now has um group chats. And so we have group chats for like the ultra para junkies. We've got group chats for all the para junkies, and it's really fun to watch them all discord with each other and discuss uh paranormal topics, and they're all very I it's so nice to not have to moderate too hard on those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because nobody's mean to each other and everybody's very respectful and that's cool. So, if you want a community like that, definitely consider joining over on Patreon. Absolutely. Um cool. So, let's go ahead and dive into our ghost mail. Ghost mail. You've got ghost mail. Um so the first one actually comes from uh one of our para junkies, Tracy Totten. Um, Tracy actually sent this in after our Dudley Town episode, which by mm. this point you should have heard. Um, right. It, that's correct, right? That, that episode's gone live when we're filming this? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, it, yeah, that's been live. Okay, yeah. cool. I, it's hard for me to keep track of. I don't schedule these episodes. I'm just here to talk about the ghosts. Anyways, um, so, yeah, so Tracy listened to the Dudley Town episode, and um, she apparently has her husband – 
had an experience with Deadly Town. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. And so, yeah. So she sent in a ghost mail. So thank you, Tracy. This yeah. is what I love. Um, <laughs> okay. Hi, Madison, Chris, and JT. Just listened to your ep- episode on Deadly Town. I live in Connecticut about an hour from Cornwall, where Deadly Town is. Perfect. Nope. Um, so... While you are correct, Chris, that New England is haunted in general, this place is different. It just It's just dark. Thinking or talking about it just makes me uneasy. Mm. Ooh, I am always okay. down for a good ghost hunt, but after experiences I've heard from people I know, I would never go near there. I feel like doing so would risk mine or my family's well-being. Wow. That's wow. some that's, serious that, claims that, on that Dudley some, Town. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. My husband, Brian, went with his friends before I met him. This is back in 1997. This is before smartphones, so of course there's no evidence. You know, we are not here for, like, you got a show to prove, show to prove. You know, it's like I, I'm all about a uh, a good ghost story. And so don't worry about no evidence. I like, need to make that like a sound for a pop- show to prove. Show, show to prove. prove. Well, that's what TikTok. It's like <laughs> receipts, <laughs> receipts, receipts. <laughs> show to proof. TikTok does that to me. I'm like, we post like a photo or something that somebody sent in, and people are like, "There's no second angle," and I'm like, "Well, no, duh." It's like, <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's here's, not a mannequin. Here's a story it's of like, when I was 11 years old. Where's the pictures? Well, I was 11. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, it's uh, 1983, <laughs> 82. I, I don't know. There's, or my favorites are, sorry to tangent on this, but my favorite comment is like, because a lot of ghost photos were taken on like digital cameras in the yep. early 2000s. And people are like, why do ghost photos always look like they're taken on a toaster? <laughs> nah, no, jingles, back. Jingles just attacked right. me. Is it, is it clear yet that we have drama? <laughs> it's it's just comical, honestly. Yeah. Y'all listening, don't do this because if you're still listening after those, <laughs> it's like it's just it's the people who don't listen to the podcast that stumble across our content. Oh that are, they all are like, oh, you know, they have these like they're all like fifty-five-year-old men, and they have Confederate flags to profile. <laughs> It's so they're very surly. They're they very are. Surly. They're surly. Surly. Surly about the supernatural. <laughs> Show the proof. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> it's okay. Here we go. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, uh, it was a spur of the moment thing. They had nothing to do, so one of them suggested they go up to Dudley Town. You know, as one does. That is actually how a lot of ghost hunters get started. It's true. They live in kind of boring towns with a with a great ghost story, and they go, you know, ghost hunting. Yes, you're like maybe we could come across a demon. (laughs) Anyways, uh, there were three of them. This is important, apparently. Um, Okay. My husband and one of the guys, we will call him Don, were skeptics. And the other guy, who we'll call Carl, was a believer in the paranormal. They went in through the front entrance, parking right outside of the gate. Back then, it was not as heavily guarded. There are cops parked at every possible entrance now. Because Mm -hmm. people be dying in Dudley Town. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, don't be going in there to go. It's crazy is that protected? I believe it. What are they hiding? UFO. UFO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's on one of those uh, fault lines, too, or what's the... The ley line. The ley line. That's yeah. that's what it is. 
Mm, maybe. Anyways. Uh, this is from Tracy. Yes. Yes. Uh, she uh, She's actually here. She commented, uh, yay, that's me. It's, <laughs> yes. It's, it's dark, y'all. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the more significant things is the notion that it's that it's unnaturally dark and that it's unnaturally quiet. Mm-hmm. That like there's no nature sounds coming from it. And that, that is a huge indicator of something serious is going on. Well, it's like if animals don't go there, you trust animals. Yeah, trust it, truly. Animal. Yeah. It's like it's the same logic of like if all the animals are leaving because there's a storm coming, you better leave because yeah. the animals know what's up. They don't act by emotion. So it's yeah. um I'm just saying. Also don't go into places that are called the Dark Entry Forest. Dark Entry it's, Forest. It's, but we go to places that are called the Dark Entry Forest. But we're so. fools. Okay. So it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that, that should that should go without saying, but we'll 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 iterate it here. We are fools. We are fools. fools. We're not going to say we're professional ghost hunters. No, we're, we're, we're profe- fools. We're professional fools. We're professional fools <laughs> like this jester right here. Yeah. That's what- <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, jingles. Okay. Anyways. Um, back to the story. Yes. yes. Back to the story. Okay. So um, they walked around for about 20 minutes, and they wanted to look for the structures of the houses that were rumored to still be there. But he said it was so extremely dark, you couldn't see anything. Mm. Even with a flashlight, you could only see right in front of you. That's like... I'm naturally dark. Ooh, creepy. Anyways. That is. That's very creepy. Um, he said that they didn't go into the woods. Good choice. Um, I guess there was a path slash clear area from the front entrance. After after about 20 minutes and a uh, quarter mile walk, he said it started to get really windy and cold all of a sudden. Prior to that, there were no sound, no animals, nothing. Just extreme darkness and eerie silence. After the wind slash cold air started, the flashlight started to flicker all three at the same time. Mm. Okay. Mm. Carl wanted to leave immediately. <laughs> they go back to the car, but it won't start. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Carl, they're like, one of us. One <laughs> of us. <laughs> the darkness is coming for you. Yes. Carl drove an almost brand new Jeep and no reason for it not to start normally. Carl happened to look in his rear view mirror when trying to get the Jeep to start and freaked out. He said he saw three white things really far away, but moving closer. Mm. Brian and Don turned to look and they both saw them too. Oh, <laughs> that was Go- not where I thought it was going. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like, uh, yeah, I know. I was expecting them to be like, shut up, There's Carl. There's nothing there. Because <laughs> that's a classic in, in ghost stories yeah. is, you know, you turn, you look, you see something. You're like, do you see that? And the other person looks. Yeah. There's nothing there. But no, when they turn and look, it's like, yes, it's there. It's, <laughs> you know, run. Right. Carl said they were three. Uh, uh, Carl said there were graves, three guys and three ga- graves moving toward a Jeep. What, graves? graves? That's what it like, says. Yeah. Like tombstones? So like, that's what it says. G R A V E S. Graves. Graves. Wow. Carl said there were graves, three guys, and three graves moving toward a Jeep that would not start. <laughs> oh, boy. That is like. Well, Tracy's here. So maybe. Yeah, Tracy. Maybe, yeah. Can you clarify graves? That's, like tombstones or like. Like holes in the ground before them? Uh, mounds of dope. dirt? That is. All right. That's some horror mu- movie fuel. That is some horror movie fuel. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Um, but Carl was relentless trying to get the Jeep to start. And Brian says they kept getting closer and closer as they were moving toward the Jeep more. <laughs> Tracy say, yep, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I wasn't there. That's but the story. <laughs> we're sticking to it. All right. Heard that. Uh, <laughs> so there were graves and three men in white. That's oh, wow. freaky. <laughs> um, this might turn into a doppelganger story. Right. Um, or, yeah, what if it's that them like being projected as like this is where you're going to be a Dudley town mm. for the rest of eternity or we'll take your place mm. you can stay and we'll leave it's like the haunted mansion it's like beware uh. of hitchhiking ghost for those of you listening we, we, we did the hitchhiking ghost yeah yeah hitchhiking and doom. we're just pretend we're in a doom buggy but it's easy to forget that there are yeah. people who are just listening yes. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we have cameras and and everything so yeah but anyways. All the sight gags just disappear. So um, so Carl was relentless trying to get the Jeep to start, and Brian says that they kept getting closer and closer. As they were moving toward the Jeep more, Carl finally got the Jeep started, and they left. Brian said he still isn't sure if they were graves, but he knows there were three figures of some sort coming toward them. I remember the first time he told me this story, and the feeling of dread I got was overwhelming. Mm. Hmm. Connecticut has many hot spots for paranormal yes. sites. One being in Union Cemetery in Easton, where yeah. people claim to see a lady in white. Ooh. Easton is about 10 minutes from us, so I've been there several times. Nothing notable happened to me yet, but Brian went there as well with friends before I knew him. And he said nothing out of the ordinary happened while they were there, but someone had brought a disposable camera. This is still the late 90s. And after the film was developed, there was a photo that was taken with a tree next to the church. And in that photo, there was a man hanging from the tree. Tracy, if you can locate this photo, I we need to see it. to see that photo. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard when, <laughs> when you have uh, physical disposable camera photos because um, yeah. i mean sure some people Pictures kept their always last, yeah right i mean people I don't keep think their i have a single like hard photo of my life really yeah oh my parents had like oh my parents have like uh albums yeah but me personally no. yeah that's fair but yeah it's hard to keep track of things like that and also takes up a lot of space Anyways, um, so after the film was developed, yep, the, the man hanging from the tree. So Brian says the person in that photo was hazy, almost looked like a full person, but you couldn't see the face or what he was wearing. Just what that head was hunched over. Yeah, Ooh. I have a picture just like that. Do you here really? Here in, in Savannah, yeah. Ugh, creepy. Big yikes. Um, that's all for now. <laughs> I have more stories, just need to find the time to get them out of my brain and into ghost mail for y'all. Stay spooky, Tracy. Hey, thanks, Tracy. Yeah, yeah I keep love them that. coming. That was great. That was and and, uh, and and a good Dudley Town story. Yeah. Too. Well, it's um, you know, that's what we like is, you know, when we talk about these places, like if we talk about like your hometown and we're telling like your ghost story or something, you have an experience send it over to us because that's the best part of it is like you know you can get as much research as you can from you know the internet the world whatever um but there's nothing like getting somebody's firsthand experience with a place because you can know the history of it all you want but people's paranormal experiences sometimes can differ um very true and yeah having those different perspectives and 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 personal stories are the best mm -hmm. because uh for all all of folklore and all of like paranormal research 
put that aside and give me the story of that time you saw something, you felt something, you mm-hmm. you had that experience. Um, and I think we were hoping to do a series on these abandoned, forgotten towns or these, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's one in Ohio that I think they call Helltown that is a, an abandoned town in in Ohio that's supposed to be purported to be very haunted and then the Silent Hill town mm-hmm. I think in Pennsylvania where there's there's been a fire burning under that town for like yes. 50 years yes. or something like that. Yeah, the reason we didn't do it is because um we just didn't get enough hometown uh, stories. Hometown stories like we we get tons of ghost mail, we get tons of Q&A, but we don't we like I could not for the life of me get people um to send in and I feel like maybe just it's intimidating. Maybe, maybe it's intimidating, yeah. you know, speaking for an entire place. I don't know. I, well, I mean, I, but I, we, I we, know, we, we can find it. the abandoned places. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there's like 50 yeah. ghost towns in Georgia. Right. You know, we yeah. old Ebenezer is, is literally like a 20 minute drive from where we are. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there's definitely plenty of, of, of great stories of these abandoned towns and abandoned places. I'll tell you what, if we can get we have one. And I've been holding on to it because I'm waiting for more to come in of people listening to that episode because all these past episodes get rewatched every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so I'm waiting for someone to send in a hometown haunt. Um, and if we can get three, we'll start the series. Yeah. No, no. Um, the series of, of abandoned towns. Not oh, totally. Hometown. Because the, the, um, the Dudley Town. The Dudley Town was like an abandoned, an abandoned town, town that was oh, yeah. brought to us oh, by, uh, by a tour. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm oh, saying yeah. Helltown. The Silent Hill town, even to a, a certain degree, um, Tombstone, yeah. you know, uh, Arizona yeah, is not a bad place to, to talk about because these are – the idea of, 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 of a place where people lived and then just left and mm-hmm. the buildings are still there and the structures are still there, the type of energy that that congregates there are, um, are mimic spirits, spirits that are trying to uh, associate with being alive and they can do it without persecution or without, right. you know, uh, an exorcism occurring. So, you, you know, a lot of times abandoned buildings are haunted, but not necessarily by the spirits of the people who lived there or died there, but by homeless ghosts. There's a lot of homeless ghosts, meaning they're ghosts that don't have that purpose. They, they weren't brutally murdered or they didn't come across some, some you know, uh, uh, event that makes it so that they have to stay. Some just don't want to be dead. You know, the, there's, you know, this, this notion that we think that it's, it's, you know, that unfinished business is, mm-hmm. is paramount. Like it has to be, you know, I have to save my loved ones. The unfinished business can simply be being alive. Mm-hmm. You know, their unfinished business was I was going to stay alive. I was going to, you know, I was going to live to 100. And that's when it gets tricky, too. You know, if people who um, come in and they're like, oh, let's try to cross the spirits over, like go mm-hmm. to the light, go to the light. It's like it, it there's be- a reason they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times and it, it, there's a lot of misconceptions. I, I feel I should I we always whenever we we posit these theories, we're, we're talking very authoritatively, yeah. but these are opinions. These are our theories, our personal theories. Right. In, in, my, in my personal reckoning, what we don't know about the spirit world is so much more than what we do. Mm. And we spend a lot of time and a lot of faith and a lot of energy on capitalizing on what we do know rather than learning what we don't. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we, we, we try to banish spirits. We try to move them along. We try to do all these things. And in a lot of cases, uh, you will find countless stories where they've done cleansings and they've done exorcisms, they've done these things, and the spirit comes back in force. 
you know, it may quiet down for a little while, but it comes back in force. And it's like, well, what does that tell you? It tells you that the spirit was trying to acquiesce. He was trying mm-hmm. to do as instructed by, you know, the power of God. And they found themselves unable to. They found themselves incapable of it. So I, I think there there needs to be this notion that maybe there is greater purpose than we are aware of right. for these things to be around. And that our, our, our obligation may not be to send them away, but to understand better their purpose and why they're here. Well, and that's the fun of paranormal, though, is like there's no way to know everything about it Mm -hmm. until you're dead. And so and even then, there's no telling that we will. Exactly. You might die and it might just be pure bureaucracy. And it's like, I would like to know why. Ah! (laughs) Get over there. (laughs) Say boo and rattle this chain. What? Why a chain? Ah! (laughs) That's your job. You're the chain guy. You're the chain guy. Ah, Why am I chain guy? (laughs) I don't want to be chain guy. Right. Tim gets to be faceless guy. Why am I Tim guy? <laughs> and it's like, guy. <laughs> I want to be hat man though. Yeah. We got too many. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> hat man. <laughs> There's a big hat man boom in the eighties. <laughs> Gracious. I just All see. right. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. That was awesome. Wonderful letter. Thank yes. you. Yes. And, and keep sending them in. Yes, absolutely. In. All righty. So going on to the next one. Um, this person wants to remain completely anonymous for this. So, um, excellent. Uh, do do do. Um, started uh, started listening to Yins back in September. You must be from up north, Yins. Yins. Yeah, Y I N Z. Yins. I never heard of that. My I, I, I don't think that's a north thing. <laughs> I, I think it's I a think New Jersey thing. It might be thing. a, a gener- generational thing. Oh, Yins. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've know. heard Yuns. 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 Yuns might be like the the shortened version of Yuns. Pardon our Southern, but anyways. (laughs) It's, um... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Started listening to Yuns back in September and am now on my second time through all the episodes. Wow. Good on you. Yeah. Jeez. Thank you. (laughs) Whoa. Thank you. I'm barely paying attention while we're recording them. (laughs) Yes. Dang. So, absolutely love what y'all are doing. Okay, here's my problem. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not religious. I mean, okay. I've worn a St. Benedict bracelet uh, continuously for the last five years, but that's because I saw a ghost once, and in my hand, it keeps them away. But that's not relevant to this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there'll be some relevancy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my biological father and his side uh, are, are Irish Catholic. I guess that's relevant because I've always had an affinity for rosaries. Mm. I wasn't raised Catholic, but something about rosaries appealed to me. Not uncommon. It's a classic Mm -hmm. form of um, you've been told your entire life, even if you're not religious, you're like, that's a protective thing. That'll protect you against evil. Plus, you can't overlook the amount of people who believe it thereby by proxy. Simply by the fact that so many people have invested and put their faith into the rituals around and uh, into, and rosaries especially, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, um, the prayer bead, and and multiple cultures have different versions of the prayer bead. Uh, they carry a lot of power, and they don't have to necessarily be your faith. They don't have to be your power, um, because of such a wide thing. That's the we talk about the crucifix is oftentimes used as as an idea, and yeah. If your faith is in it, that certainly makes it stronger, but there is a kind of a blanket of, of protection. protection. Um, so 
Um, I just like them and have curated a small collection over the years. Mm. A while back, I found a website that makes custom rosaries out of paracord. I thought this would be a cool addition to the collection. I thought. Mm. Uh-oh. This rosary is a double. Instead of the typical 10-decade oh. uh, rosary, it's a 20 the decade um, beads are skulls in an homage mm. to my being a Freemason, Memento Mori. Uh, side note, uh, Catholics aren't allowed to be Freemasons by no, order of the Pope. They're um, not. Wow. The cross is an is an Italian Holy Trinity crucifix, and there are uh, St. Michael and St. Benedict medallions attached. Um, when I got this rosary, I was so excited. I took it to work to show everyone. I'm a paramedic, which is important to this. That first day, I hung the rosary on our rear view mirror in the ambulance for good luck. By the end of the day, my partner was uh, uh, cursing that rosary. We had three cardiac arrests that day. We typically have one at this service a month. Uh, Cardiac arrest equals dead. And these weren't DOAs, um, dead upon arrival. and these were witnessed arrests that um, needed CPR, medications, intubation, etc. Very atypical for a shift, but no biggie. The next shift I had, I was joking around with my new partner. We rotate partners weekly about the experience with the rosary. Um, he asked to see it. And as soon as he touched it, the tones dropped for a cardiac arrest. Um, it is. I had it in a little cinch bag, so I put back uh, it back into the bag, and off we went, both making jokes about the haunted rosary. I had put it up for a while, and for some reason, started carrying it in my work bag. I wouldn't ever take it out of the cinch bag it was in to look at it. I just liked having it. As I'm writing mm. this, I'm really unsure as to why I was carrying it around. <laughs> Anyway, some months later, I was at a different agency that I work for, and the conversation had turned to ghosts, paranormal, weird things we've seen at work. And naturally, the haunted rosary got brought up. And naturally, everyone wanted to see it. And you guessed it, another cardiac arrest. Whoa. I want to clarify that these calls are coming in as the rosary is being handled, and there is no delay. If it's in the bag, everything seems good. But for some unbeknownst reason to me that when that rosary comes out, people die. I'm at a loss. I want to get rid of it, but I have no idea how to how to correctly. I'm not religious by any stretch. I consider myself to be a person of science rather than faith. And what I have seen or experienced, I like to chalk up to random unexplainable anomalies. But I'm not going to mess with it to find out if that makes sense. I just worry if I throw it in the trash can or burn it or throw it, don't don't, do any of that, that, (laughs) uh, or throw it in water, I'm going to piss off whatever's messing with this thing. Um, It was handmade and brand new. I don't understand any of this. Please help me out. Uh, It's currently in the cinch bag, which I tied with three knots, felt appropriate for some reason. That's correct. That's correct. Um, Sitting in an old tobacco tin in my living room. Thank you. And remember, anonymous. Okay. Yep. Um... So I have uh, I have a pro- very novice idea on what to do with it. Sure, to just give it to the church, let them let them deal with it. Um, Oftentimes, you can take cursed objects to churches, um, yeah, and and you know, and they will attend to it. Uh, there's there's a strange mixture of 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 confluences that are that are happening with this particular piece. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to. 
tread into Freemasonry. I do not want to, uh, uh, to, to start, uh, the mental wrestling match. That is why, uh, when you take two opposing, um, forces and meld them into one, how that's like a lightning rod for all mm-hmm. kinds of, uh, negative energy. But, uh, one of the, <sighs> One of the main things that you can do for any object that you find that is troublesome to you is to perform a rites of burial. Uh, it does not have to be of faith. It just has to be of recognition that this world is done with them in a way. So um, burying cursed objects in a, in a ritualistic fashion. It can't just be I dug a hole and threw it in. It has to be uh, an acknowledgement of the passing because those rituals stand as what humans have done since the dawn of time to observe passage from this world. That is one way to handle a cursed object. There are plenty of, uh, of people and organizations that uh, collect and protect cursed objects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Saffis in Connecticut, uh, the, um, the Hellion crew. Uh, so there, there, there are people that you can seek out that, that that accept them and and it is a part of what they do. So you know you look at curators of of cursed objects, the Museum of Cursed Objects, those kinds of people. They will take it and and utilize it correctly. But I think uh, intriguingly, there's more to it mm-hmm. because I think there's a very personal, yeah, connective thing happening, and it might have to. You might have to reconcile something and mm-hmm. you know and i say this only because it is channeling through your profession mm. you know um it is not channeling through like a, a, a broad calamity it's yeah, it's yeah. not it's not something calamitous around you it is channeling straight through right to where you are and where you work so uh, there's something in my mind that says this might be and again, you're wearing that St. Benedict, uh, yeah. which, which you know, in, in your opening comments, it's like, oh, the person without faith utilizing an item of faith to protect him against things that he probably shouldn't believe in if he has no faith. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's mm-hmm. a conflict going on, and I right. think something might be trying to make you aware of the conflict, of the, uh, of the fact that you, you, you have a deeper conflict – that you know, and you said it. You said you were a man of science, mm-hmm. and uh, when a man of science is faced with things that he doesn't understand, it actually propels thought. It makes oh, yeah. a deeper sense. So it's possible that all of this is to bring to your awareness uh, something that you have neglected, turned your back on, or simply haven't considered. So. This might sound outlandish to you because you're not a very religious person. Um, and I'm not Catholic by any stretch of the imagination, never been Catholic, nothing like that. So I'm not super well versed in the saints, but I do know that St. Michael is the saint of military and police forces and would overlook paramedics, in my opinion, if that would fall into his domain. Mm-hmm. What I wonder. Yes and no, because there are also saints that are for medicine. And sure. For, you know, so it, it depends because St. Michael is a flaming sword, you know, right. uh, which might be to your advantage. Right. Uh, you know, and so uh, there, 
Yes, I'm sorry. But yeah, so it's um, it's interesting that St. Michael appeared on this rosary okay. as one of the saints that was chosen. I don't know if you chose St. Michael specifically. Um, so it makes me wonder if it's if you're looking at it from like a deity sort of perspective, like working with deities and involving it in your um, because anytime you use an imagery of a deity um, in your daily life, that is honoring that deity. And that can be seen as a um, an offering because yeah. people think hanging it from your rearview mirror. Absolutely. Right. It could be considered an offering. Yeah. And so people consider, um, yeah, you know, usually they're like, oh, an offering is like I leave a loaf of bread on an altar. And it's like, ah, here you go, um, yeah. deities. Uh, this is your offering. It's like it's not like that. You can do offerings of your talents or your energy, your or just recognition, recognition. Yeah. Exactly. And so it makes me wonder if St. Michael if, and like I said, you're not religious, so take this with a grain of salt. This is just from a perspective of people who do typically believe in working with deities, um, where St. Michael might be a little annoyed that you are not believing um, in his abilities and things like that. And is so trying to— not Could be a, a, showing, a, show, a, of, show, a of, show of power. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not— that's not an Atypical. Yeah. I mean, the Bible is full of, of instances Wrath. where God uses <laughs> right. rampant death to prove a point. Right. Well, and especially because it's directly something that you are going to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just... Uh, yeah, putting you, putting putting you, you in the on position. the path of, yeah. of these things. Because obviously you're recognizing. You're recognizing that this pattern emerges, that when, uh, when, this, uh, when this rosary is unsheathed, you know, when the sword comes out of the, the sheath, um, death occurs. That is – and death is 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 very hand-in-hand hand with your profession. You know, I think there's there's a lot to unpack, to be honest. But if you want to just get rid of it, there are places to take it. Mm -hmm. There are people who will take it. You know, uh, the church is a great yeah. uh, option. Yeah. Um, the uh, there are numerous places that will accept cursed objects. Uh, and and they will do research on it too. They won't just you know uh, put it on a shelf and say you're clear. They will try to get to the bottom of what it is because, and I, we've talked about it before that one of the one of the first magics available to humanity was the knot, being able mm -hmm. to tie a knot, tying the the idea of tying two things together is at the base mm -hmm. of all magic. It's binding. And the idea of binding, that is magic. Part of the process of creating uh, uh, prayer beads, rosary, all of that is to bind all of these elements into a single functioning tool. So, um, so it's very possible that there was intent in the making of it since it was a custom-made job. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's hard not to when you put skulls on something. To not, to I not didn't even think of I, death. I, I didn't you know, even put that comparison there because even that, you know, even if it's not the intent, it is easily seen as how do you look at a skull bead and not think of death, even if you know that it, it's representing, you know, right. Freemasonry or it's, it's representing something specific. It's it would be hard not to right. <laughs> entertain the idea of death when looking at a skull. Um, here's a surprise. Yeah. I think it's a demon. 
And what? JT thinking it's a demon on yes. our show? Oh yes. boy! All right, let's have, hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Have at it. All right. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I hear. Here's what I think. I think that it's as simple as a demon that does not like Saint Michael and wants people like us talking trash about Saint Michael. I didn't say Saint Michael is killing the people. I'm saying that deities. Here's the thing. And I, I want to clarify this because I'm sure there are witches out here who li- who work with St. Michael because that is not an uncommon thing to do. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify. Not saying St. Michael's killing anybody. I'm saying it is not uncommon. It is actually very, very common for a deity to put you in the path of something to teach you a lesson. These people were going to already have a, card- a cardiac arrest. You just happen to be... The one on call. Yes. And again, right. there's nothing... <laughs> We constantly mistake human elements for divine elements. Mm-hmm. We constantly think that our reasoning is the same reasoning as divine reasoning. So we think killing a person is wrong. Gods, deities, they don't recognize right and wrong the way we do. They have bigger pictures to deal with. We constantly want the um the idea of of death to be the remorseful uh, uh, terrible act but the truth of the matter is that's a human instinct humans created evil humans define evil gods don't mm. you know uh, because that's the the big question how could god let bad things happen well you know what it's not bad to god yeah it's not bad to god if it if it was, he'd stop it because mm-hmm. he yeah, has he the power to. So what we have done is we've created systems where almost every evil act does derive back to a selfish desire for preservation. Murder is wrong because I don't want to be killed. Stealing is wrong because I don't want people to take my stuff. Sleeping with a wife is wrong because I don't want you sleeping with my wife. However, I'd like to sleep with your wife, so I'm not going to make it wrong for a husband to have multiple women. I will make it, you know, the morality is shaky simply because the laws and the rules as interpreted by humans and men basically serve man. They don't serve God, which is where, you know, which is where studying many texts of religious practices, uh, you know, don't stop at the Bible, read the Quran, read the seven pillars of wisdom, read these other things, because what you'll start to see is there is a common Message. Love your neighbor. Common message. Do unto others as you would do to yourself. Have them to do you. That is a common message in all religions. So I'm thinking maybe that's the divine message that 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 the gods are trying to tell us. But we heap on all these extra things. Um, so real fast, uh, before we end the episode, I just wanted to uh, read what Chris K said. He said that um, it would possibly send it back to the person who made it and have them deconstruct it. Could that work? That's not a bad idea, but, but again, we think that it is it is a message for the sender, mm-hmm. the person who has the rosary. So even in the deconstruction of it by the original person, because I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. even if you send it to the, the uh, give it to his church or give it away or or diminish it in any way, the message to you will probably still be present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even if nothing else ever happens, you're carrying around with you a knowledge 
that you can't uh, contend with. And I, I think that there's there's room to suggest that you are being tested, mm-hmm. that you are being given an opportunity to expand what you know. And it sounds like you already have. I mean, mm-hmm. you wrote to a paranormal podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that yeah. suggests that you have gone beyond the point of what you can reason and into what's unreasonable to the the reasonable mind. That's dope. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I would say if you do, if you don't want to get rid of it in that capacity, like you don't want to give it to a church or whatever, um, best thing to do is one, stop carrying it. No, keep yes. It, and yeah, two, keep it in the tin. Well, keep it at home. The, no, I yeah. know. Stop carrying the sachet too. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Put it, put, put, it put it away. Away. Because yeah. the more you carry it in, if, uh, again, going down the pathway of working with Saint Michael or working with any deity, you keeping hold of it in your daily life, even if you're not putting it up, that is giving the signal that it's like, yes, I am agreeing to this relationship and whatever you're trying and to teach me. It might also behoove you to wonder if you're not compelled to carry it. Interesting. You know, maybe it doesn't seem like it, but there might be something working, some machination going on that compels you to keep it nearby, to keep it within hand's reach, to keep it where you could show it to people. So maybe that's worth a little examination. Although you did say that you want to get rid of it. So the question is your desire to get rid of it and your continuance to carry it conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, I feel like you're 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 being given an opportunity to examine both your faith mm-hmm. and the world on a larger scale. Yeah. Very fascinating story. Though. It's a really fascinating story. Yeah. Oh, can you send say. a picture of it? By the way. Yes. Yeah. That would I, I be hate awesome. to, to consider you taking out, but but don't do it in the work environment. Do not do it where you're near your your uh, your vehicle or or your job. Don't do it on the job, since it seems like that is a part of. It's purpose, purpose. Yeah. But yeah. if you could send us a picture, I'd love to see. I'd also love to see this. Yes, um, and this I thing. also, I also smell a, a ghost male short film coming. Mm. Because, uh, the Curse Rosary sounds freaking awesome. It is. <laughs> it is freaking awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. We're awesome. good to go, Maddie. Cool. All righty. Well, thank y'all so much. Well, those were great. Yeah, ghost males. great, great ghost, ghost males. males. So cool. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Um, if you have a ghost mail that you want to send us, send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. Um, yes, if you send it on TikTok, I'm going to have a really hard time finding it. So <laughs> please send it to ghostmail. Um, other than that, though, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>